0: In this bulletin, two Aboriginal children stranded in the UK without passports to be immediately returned home. Federal government announces partnership with South Australia to build homes in Adelaide for Aboriginal elders. And US President Joe Biden holds Iran responsible for deadly attack on US troops. A national Peak Body for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Children is advocating for two Aboriginal children stranded in the UK without passports to be immediately returned home. A 14-year-old boy and a 15-year-old girl who traveled to the UK with their British foster parents in 2019 have become stuck there since the pandemic lockdown while courts decide their guardianship. The complex and long-running case involves two kids who have been in the care of the New South Wales Minister for Communities and Justice since they were removed from their Wiradjuri mother in 2010. In December 2017, the children travelled to the UK with their foster parents but have remained in the UK since the pandemic travel conditions. A New South Wales Department of Community and Justice spokeswoman says the department is working to resolve the situation as quickly as possible. The federal government has announced it is partnering with South Australia to build 40 culturally appropriate homes in Adelaide for Aboriginal elders. The village is set to be constructed at Paringa, a culturally significant site for Kaurna people, with a $3 million grant from the National Housing Infrastructure Facility. Senior Kaurna woman and Kaurna Yorta board member Mitzi Nam says the housing crisis disproportionately affects First Nations people our elders are our priority they're uh, they're the ones that that we take care of and it's nice to see that they'll be taken care of in the mainstream as well um and given culturally appropriate comfortable uh place to live uh without having to have you know three other generations living with them and as i said i'd like you know this it's, uh, to be a start of the bigger picture U.S. President Joe Biden says he has decided how to respond to a drone attack that killed U.S. service members in Jordan, but did not elaborate. He says Iran is complicit to the drone attack that killed the three American service members and injured 34 others. I do hold them responsible in the sense that they're supplying the weapons to the people who did it. I don't think we need a wider war in the Middle East. That's not what I'm looking for. Mr. Biden has been weighing his options and the expectation has been there will be retaliatory strikes, but the timing of the response has been unclear. Meantime, Pentagon Press Secretary Pat Ryder acknowledges there are still questions to be answered when it comes to the drone attack that killed three Americans in Jordan. In terms of additional details about the drone attack itself, we know there are still many questions to include how the one-way attack drone could have penetrated the facility's air defences, its point of origin, and which specific Iranian proxy group is responsible. I can tell you that U.S. Central Command is continuing to look into all those important questions and that we'll keep you updated as new information becomes available, as we are able to. What we do know is that Iran-backed militias are responsible for these continued attacks on U.S. forces and that we will respond at a time and manner of our choosing. The weekend drone strike on a U.S. base in Jordan near the Syrian border also wounded more than 40 others. The full extent of southeast Queensland flooding damage may soon be revealed with rain finally set to ease. Thousands lost power, more than 20 schools were closed, roads were cut and 39 swift water rescues were completed as severe weather lashed the area yesterday. Some of the worst hit were north of Brisbane in the Moreton Bay area and Sunshine Coast, while the Lockyer Valley further west was also inundated. Steve Smith, the Queensland Fire and Emergency Services Coordinator, has expressed his frustration on Sunrise at those who did not heed safety advice. Oh, look, it continues to surprise us um, how many people get themselves in those difficulties. So um, we continue to provide the message, if it's flooded, forget it, but it continues to happen. So it does create a bit of frustration, um, but in the large part, most people do the right thing and are, are heeding that message and staying informed and doing the right thing and, and, and supporting us in our work. The federal and Western Australian governments are looking for a quarantine facility to shelter thousands of sheep and cattle stranded in hot conditions on board a ship for almost a month. Around 16,500 animals are packed onto the livestock carrier. The federal government reportedly ordered the ship to return from its route to the Middle East 25 days ago due to security concerns in the region. Since then, it has been on a cruise to nowhere and returned to Australian waters in recent days. The ship is now docked in Fremantle Port. A Sydney vet credited with saving a young woman's life after a shark attack says help from neighbours helped prevent a fatal outcome. 29-year-old Lauren O'Neill was badly wounded after being bitten on the leg while swimming near a jetty at Elizabeth Bay in the city's eastern suburbs at dusk on Monday. Veterinary doctor Fiona Cargo, who rushed to her aid after hearing her calls for help, told Channel 10 the victim got help from everyone. Neighbours had already started to render first aid to her we had quite a few people that were so helpful um, people were throwing down towels and blankets to keep her warm yeah i just focused on what i had to do which was to stem the blood flow and um, bandage the leg as best i can with what i had and then from there my neighbors were amazing everyone just kept talking to her and reassuring her until the paramedics arrived the Health Minister Mark Butler says the new measures on vape bans are set to take effect from the 1st of March. The measures to be announced in the next session of Parliament include a ban on the sale and supply of vaporizers and imposing penalties on vaporizer stores, convenience stores and other commercial entities involved in the sale and supply of the product. Mr Butler also announced that the first four weeks of the vaporiser ban in Australia have brought significant results, with the Australian Border Force managing to seize a quarter of a million disposable vaporisers. The measures also aim to crack down on organised crime, as the vaporiser market has been relentlessly controlled by these groups. Mr Butler says the work has only just begun. This is effectively a market that acts as an ATM for organised criminals to fund their other criminal activities like drug trafficking, sex trafficking and more. And we're equally determined to choke off that source of funding to those criminal gangs for those criminal activities. So we know there's much more to do. And in tennis, CEO of Tennis Australia, Craig Tilley, is promising to keep splashing money into the Australian Open to ensure it remains the crown jewel on the nation's annual sporting calendar. Aware of threats from Saudi Arabia and China, Tennis Australia has extended its contract with the Victorian Government to ensure Melbourne Park continues hosting the official branded Grand Slam of Asia Pacific until at least 2046. The Open now runs for 15 days in January, plus its precursor qualifying tournament has become a billion-dollar event, extending far beyond tennis. This month's Open attracted a Grand Slam record 1.1 million fans and generates around half a billion dollars into Victoria each year. And now for a look at today's weather. Broome, partly cloudy, 34. Perth, sunny, 38. Adelaide, partly cloudy, 25. Melbourne, cloudy, 22. Hobart, partly cloudy, 23. Aubrey-Wodonga, sunny, 34. Canberra, a possible shower, 27. Wollongong, a shower or two, 25. Sydney, showers, 28. Newcastle, a late possible shower, 31. Brisbane, a shower or two, 30. Townsville showers 34, Cairns a possible shower 35, Alice Springs windy sunny 39, Darwin a shower or two and possible storm 32 and the Torres Strait Islands a shower or two and 31. And that is NITV Radio News. conversation, NITV radio